Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Social Work Radio with me, your host, Vince Peart. Once again, and always, I am joined by my co-host, Tilly Baden. Tilly, my friend, how the devil are you? How have things been since you were last aboard the good ship SWR? Hello, everyone, and happy World Social Work Week, Vince. It's um, it's that time again um, that it's come around. Um, I've been good. I'm on two weeks of annual leave at the moment. Oh, so, well, <laughs> it's I feel well, I am technically on leave, but then I'm doing what I've always tell people not to do. I've not taken my own advice and actually not worked during this time. Ah, so no, no, no. I mean, I've got this presentation for Social Work Week on Friday. I'm part of the, one of the headline sessions. So uh, tomorrow I've got to go in and do a rehearsal for that. And then I'll be delivering this, this presentation on Friday. And then I've been doing loads of independent social work um, and, and best interest assessments. And then I pick up some independent capacity assessments as well. So I'm not really having time off. Um, I'm, I feel actually busier these two weeks than I would be if I was just working my normal day job. So very bad at the moment. I'm not, I'm doing what I always say I shouldn't do, but hey, girls got to pay for her horses somehow. <laughs> An expensive habit. As we <laughs> learned, as we learned four weeks ago when we found out that uh, a fellow social worker returned to only fans in order to keep up four horses. Um, I'd rather you were doing the extra ISW work, to be perfectly honest, Tilly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, so would I. <laughs> and at least I won't get struck off for this. <laughs> but this, this is of your own doing, though. I mean, you know, it's. I think it's one thing if we if we have work forced upon us during our time off. If we say to our managers, right, you know, I'm on a holiday, I'm off to Canada or somewhere, and our managers ringing us and asking us to do work, I imagine that's very different to what you seem to be doing right now, which is. You've taken time off, but you are working, but it's under your own volition. Would that be fair for me to say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my manager would never expect me to do work outside. And and she was there laughing, saying, I'm going to be claiming more toil back from <laughs> my annual leave that I'm actually <laughs> using up. So, um, yeah, there, there's no expectation. It's my own pressure that I'm putting on myself because I've got an expensive hobby and it means that I have to do some private work and amongst my day job so that I can keep working for a local authority as my permanent full-time job so yeah it's um life's expensive isn't it cost of living crisis and all that but anyway how are you are you feeling better after your um your your injuries that you occurred last week I am I am feeling better actually my, my back's to the point where I can now sit up um for prolonged periods I can drive um I should be able to drive long enough to do go back and do home visits um, in a day or two's time. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm ahead of schedule because an injury like this usually around four weeks recovery. I'm still in pain, but I can walk. I can sit up for a bit longer now. It, it's getting better, and I had my second part of my three root canal treatments today. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm on the up, but um. I'm getting a gold tooth, Tilly. What do you think of that? I'm getting a gold tooth. I was given oh, a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for a gold. You're going to be like your gangsters that you always wanted to be. I was. Gonna it's in the back of my mouth. Is, it's a molar. Um, it's right oh. at the back. 
it's right at the back. So, you know, I'm not, it's not going to be like a grill. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be <laughs> rocking up with a grill, like, you know, diamond encrusted. You'll feel the ice. Look at the ice. It's not going to be like that, mate. I just, um, like last night, I was in bed with my daughter. I was settling her for bed, you know, reading a book to her. And uh, she was, I was like, oh, I'm going to the dentist again tomorrow. And she asked oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to get a new tooth, well, a crown for my tooth that I've had the root canal on. And she was like, what are you going to get, Daddy? I says, oh, I don't know. Let's have a look. So I did a bit of research, and there's lots of options. I mean, ceramic was the traditional. A porcelain, should I say. I was going to go for porcelain. That's the traditional. Um, but I started looking. There's titanium. There's metal. There's various different alloys. There, and then there's gold. And I thought, you know what? I, th- I think that would be in a you know a, a good a good effect to my character. I think that would be affecting if I had a gold tooth. You know, I think that might add to my character. I think I'm the kind of man that you know could rock a gold tooth. So I told the dentist today. Uh, she said she worried me though because she's like, well, we don't really do gold teeth that regular at the moment. They're not really in fashion. And I was like, well, you know, I'm a throwback then. I'm a throwback. Uh, she said, I'm just going to ask, you know, my assistant, the dental nurse, to check in with the lab. She says, right, um, I don't know how to explain this. They can't give you a set price because the gold price changes on a day-by-day basis. She said, um, the last one they did was £450. I was like, okay. So the one they did that before that was £5,500. And I was oh like, my that, goodness. That's a, that, that is a quite a big variation in cost. <laughs> Um, and she says, do you want to go for it then? And do you know what? I just took a risk and I said yes, because they don't know how much gold is going to be in it until they filed your tooth down, taken the you know the mould and then sent it off to the lab. So I might be in for a big shock next week, Tilly. I, I might be, I might be saying to you, Tilly, if you got any of that, if you got any of that best interest assessment work <laughs> for me, you've got to fund your gold horses. I've got to pay for my gold tooth. But you know me, Tilly, I'm a risk taker. So, um, yeah, I'm going to rock a gold tooth. And I think just, you know, people might respect us a little bit more. I mean, it is very you. I'm not surprised by this news at all. So let's um, let's pray that gold prices stay low uh, then for you. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, we have got, talking about gold, actually. This is, I like it when I make a good segue. You always do a good segue. I, and I, I, and it, it, it wasn't even intentional. Wasn't even intentional. Talking about gold, we've had another review in, Tilly. We've had another review. And uh, this review, five stars from Jessica H1511. I was at 1511 or 1,500. I don't know. Jessica, we'll just call her Jessica. Jessica's title of her five-star review is, and I'm not making this up, guys, Commuting Gold. And Jessica says, Having recently started a new social work role in palliative care, I decided to use my longer daily commute time to engage my brain. There's only so much Taylor Swift a girl can sing to in a day. And I'm really glad I came across your podcast. Love the dynamic between the two presenters and the topics discussed. Really lovely to hear from social workers who have opinions and values which reflect the real world. My only problem is now I've binged all the episodes. I have to wait for the new ones every week but I will enjoy our future Friday morning dates on my way to work. So thank you very much, Jessica. Um, I, I I like my dates with you as well, Jessica. You know, is it a double date? Tell you, would it be a, would it be a double date or would it be a menage a trois or would it, oh, would you? Uh, why are we lowering the toe? Let's would thank you, Jessica no, for a lovely no, review and, and not No, would you, what I'm saying it. is like, would you, 
would it would Jessica be would dating? Would I what? Would I what? Would Jessica be dating me and you? Or would you be the chaperone? Or would I be the chaperone for a same-sex date? What would the dynamic there be? Jessica's dating think, me and you. What would the dynamic be? I think it's just a friendship date. Let's let's call it like that. Let's not make it. You don't call creepy. that a date, though, do you? You don't call that. It's not creepy. You don't call that a date. You know, it's just hanging out with a mate. Not, like if you if you were to go and visit your friend, would you say it's a date? I mean, you might say in passing, "Oh, it's a date." Uh, you you wouldn't say I'm going out to date my friend without meaning that it was you're going to be doing something else but i don't know why why are we why are we going down this rabbit hole i'm I'm curious i'm 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 as curious as george i i I don't think we need to involve your curiosity at all i think we can leave it there and say thank you oh for goodness sake (laughs) oh i i've just googled menage a twan no oh no especially not if you're on a work computer please don't i know i'm not on a work computer i didn't i didn't i didn't i thought manager wasn't like i didn't realize the french the French no, uh, yeah. translation of that was exactly as it is. I thought it was like it was something else in French, but yeah, it's. Um, it's I, I apologize. Please don't retract your review. I uh, I said that in error, and I, I retract that. Tilly, that is re- that is reflecting on action and inaction. Oh yeah, is just it not? Throw some, throw some social work theory in it, and yeah, and you know, it makes it fine. So what I've done there. Is that I've I've proposed a hypothesis. I've I've realised that I may have been wrong. I've reflected inaction, and then at the end of it, now I've reflected on action. I have taken immediate remedial action. I have educated myself, and when the social work England referral comes in, I will say I immediately looked at it. I've educated myself. I've taken remedial action. I've apologised to Jessica H one five one one, and I have said. Please don't retract your review. I am. I apologise. It's just a friendship date, and hopefully, we can still see each other as friends every Friday morning, even though the arrangement that we had planned is no longer on offer. I mean, what more can I add to that? Moving on to this week's topic: um, celebrity social workers. Tilly, now I know. Obviously, you're you're used to you're used to hanging out with celebrity social workers, aren't you, Tilly? I mean, you know, don't want to make a big deal of myself, but you know, you're probably. I mean, you're probably more used to me now, but I imagine you're still a little bit starstruck at times. Would that be fair to say? I think that that ship has sailed. Oh well, well I've known you too long now. Have I? Have I lost my luster when I've started coming out with rude French terms? Has that dimmed my star somewhat? I mean, yeah. I mean, was it ever there? No, no, I'm joking. Um, yes, I suppose you were a celebrity when I first met you, but um, yeah, now oh, you're just you. well, now you're well, just Vince. On a serious note, celebrity social workers. We've spoken about um Sanam who won Love Island. Uh, we spoke about her last week and, you know, we, we got there in the end. We got you to agree that you weren't going to put the referral into a professional regulator. I think we sort of went full circle and in the end you accepted that what she did wasn't that bad after all. Would that be fair to say, Telly? Yeah, a lot of reflection again. Hey, there, there we go. reflection comes out. Social work theory, we're, we're more than just a frivolous podcast. So, celebrity social workers. So we spoke about that the other week and... Um, it was mother. It was Mothering Sunday this past Sunday here in 
the UK. Obviously, for our American listeners, that is further on in the year. I believe it's June or July in America. It's midsummer. But in the UK, it was this Sunday just past, and I uh, wrote a, an article for Social Work News. You can go on to mysocialworknews.com and find that. And I wrote an article about famous people whose mothers are social workers. So you've got uh, Megan, the Duchess of Sussex. Her mother is Doria Ragland, a social worker. She came to MSW from the University of Southern California. You've got the actress, uh, Gabrielle Union, who was really famous in the late 90s, early 90s. I'm sure you've watched some of these films, Tilly. She's all that. Ten things I hate about you. Bring it on. I imagine you're a fan of those movies. Of course I am. To say. Yes, back in the day, that brings back very good memories. So her mother, social worker Teresa Union from Omaha, Nebraska. Anthony Joshua, obviously I like AJ, I'm a big fan of the boxing. Uh, His mother, Yita, is a social worker from Watford. And then we've got James Corden. James Corden, not only is James Corden mother, Margaret, a social worker, but his sister, Ruth, is a social worker too. So it got me thinking, Tilly, about celebrity social workers. Um, thinking about those people, obviously, you know, you've got Duchess of Sussex, you've got Gabrielle Union, you've got Anthony Joshua, you've got James Corden, all people who have gone on to be you know, spectacular successes in their chosen fields and gone on to be, you know, internationally, internationally renowned figures. You know, James Corden is massively, you know, well-known on both sides of the Atlantic. Gabriel Union starred in some of the biggest films of the late 90s and early noughties, particularly in that teen genre. Anthony Joshua was a former um, heavyweight champion of the world, unified three different belts. And then you've got uh, the Duchess of Sussex, who, dare I say it, Tilly, probably one of the most famous women in the world. Would that be fair to say? I think so. I think uh, that you couldn't say Meghan Markle without um, raising a few eyebrows, no matter where you are in the world. Yes. So these are people who've got got massive figures in their chosen careers and then respective fields who had social workers all as mothers, all of their mothers. How how stereotypical that it was the women in their family who were social workers. But that is in keeping with the fact that around 85% of all people in social work are female or identify as such. So, Telly, what benefit does having a social worker as a parent give children? Not just in relation to celebrities and those with high aspirations, but in general, Why do you think it might be good for children to have a social worker as a mother or father? Well, I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, I've known people, some of my friends who have had parents that are social workers, that I think it can be easy to fall into the trap of being worried about the world around and society in general as a social worker. So because we always see things a lot of the time in negative lights and we're, we're working sometimes in the darker sides of society where people are in trauma and pain and abuse and neglect. I think it can make you more cautious perhaps um, that your children are going to come across things in the world that they might not necessarily become involved in and also it can take away a huge amount of time from a a child um I've got one friend who recalled always being left the one that that, that was at the school gates left to be last because their their mum was always late for everything because she was out looking after other people's children and I think that's perhaps a, a risk that a lot of social workers who are parents have to 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 grapple with in the day-to-day lives um 
but the benefits it's not all bad obviously I mean it's a hopefully a, a stable job um stable career um they should be good at analyzing risk and making decisions and being quite rational I don't know if we always are in our personal lives but I don't know I'm feeling more more negative things are coming out rather yeah, come than on Telly. I mean the question I, I, I'll, yeah, I'll ask I'm, the question again <laughs> what benefits does having a social worker as a parent give children you've just I mean, given me the reasons the bad all the you immediately jumped into the negative aspects my I know that's really bad of me isn't it especially as it's world social work week I should be thinking about all the positive things right let me start that answer again um I mean social workers have a good knowledge of child development and the importance of education and those early years um I don't know I'm running out of things help help Vince what are the good things you're, um, you're a father but I mean what are the good things about the fact that you're a social worker being a social worker gives me an insight into lives that I would never have had involvement with any other way. Being a social worker teaches me the best and worst aspects of parenting, not through what I read in a book, not through what my own parents showed me, not from what I'm taught on courses, but what, from what I see in the real world. I have great access to a wealth and breadth of knowledge that you would have to pay for otherwise. On a daily basis, I can seek advice from health visitors, teachers, doctors, nurses, midwives. I can speak to local authority solicitors. I can speak to my managers. I can speak to people in the teams. I can pick stuff up from the parents that I work with. That is invaluable because when I face issues with my own children or barriers or simply support needs, I'm not just drawn upon my own resources. I'm drawn upon all the resources that I've found in the past 10 years from assessments that I've done, from families that I'm working with, from professionals that I support and work alongside. So the knowledge that being a social worker gives you into parenting is, is, is excellent. It really is good. I think it can help you maintain a level of calmness and rationality when it comes to crisis that you face in your own life. Because when I face minor problems with my children, I don't have many major problems. You know, my, my kids are settled, happy. You know, we're incredibly lucky how well they're doing. But when you do face any minor issues, you, you've got the context of what you've seen in social work. Now, some people will rightly, I'm not going to disagree with them. Some people will rightly say, oh, the horrible things you see in social work lead to vicarious trauma. They lead to secondary trauma. They lead to horrible visions and they lead to pain being carried with you. Yeah, that's true. On the flip side, when you've seen the extremes of how some people have to endure and what some people are forced to live with, it doesn't have to make you more grateful for what you've got in your own life. I think on a practical aspect, um, social work pays relatively well. I'm not going to say everybody's on a great wage. I certainly know we should be getting paid more, but there are opportunities to earn well. It is a stable career. There are certainly plenty of jobs out there. We've discussed many a time, Teddy. We've only got to go back a couple of weeks where you and I were setting forth our ideas about how we can recruit more people into social work, given that 21% of all positions in child protection here in the UK are unfilled. You can find work anywhere. You know, all local authorities have got vacancies. Social work offers a degree of flexible work in that you really don't find many other places, Tilly, unless you're self-employed. Particularly with the shift towards home working, 
we are lucky. Uh, since COVID, there has been a massive shift towards home working and an understanding in the two local authorities I've worked in since then, at least. And I think this is fair from what I hear from other people too. It's a fair reflection. There's a bit of a massive shift towards managing your own diary because people are home-based and don't have to do a commute anymore. You can take your own kids to school. You can pick your own kids up after school because you're saving your commute time to the office. There's a lot of job sharing available in social work. You know, there's there's a there's an agreement generally if you've been somewhere as a permanent member of staff, you've done well, you can usually find a three-day week position. Of course, the sacrifice of that if your wage goes down, but the benefit is you have more time with your children. So I think there are many, many benefits in, in relation to not only how social work and what I've exposed you teaches you to be a better parent, but I also think that the social work job, if, and this is a big if, of course, if it isn't too stressful and you haven't got too many cases and you're in a stable local authority, the social work job offers a great deal of practical benefits, which can really help you balance childcare with a profession. Well, you summed it up much better than me. That's much more positive. Um, yeah, go with your answer. Scrap my ah, answer. Ah, ah. <laughs> but look, on the flip side, I mean, that that all that's true. I'm not just saying that to big up social work in general. I mean, I am a big fan of social work. I am one, you know. I love social work. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have done this for 10 years if I didn't like it and I didn't get a lot from it. And it didn't benefit my children. I, I believe it generally benefits my children. Me being a social worker is in their best interest. There are some negatives, of course there are. And you hinted at one just before in relation to social work can make you fearful for your own children. I actually did a supervision column on this a couple of months back. So long-time listeners and regular readers of socialworknews.com will know that every Friday I do a supervision column. So if you, you guys, if you're listening, if you ever want to send in a message, drop me or Tilly a message or email uh, us at Social Work News or drop a message on any of the Social Work News media, social media channels, and uh, we can answer a, a, a supervision question. So one we had a couple of months ago, related to a parent who was saying that because she's a social worker, she's very protective of her children. She doesn't let them go to sleepovers, doesn't let them have mobile phones, doesn't let them use social media. And she was worried that in the context of all of her children's friends who are allowed to do all of those things, she was overprotective. My answer was that, you know, I probably believed she was a bit overprotective, but ultimately it's her call. A lot of people in the comments fully agreed with them. So what you said there, Tilly, even though you're not a parent yourself, is bang on the money. A lot of social workers feel that what they have been exposed to in the job makes them what could be perceived as overly protective. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Aside from me, Tilly, name me some famous social workers. I know who you're going to name here off the bat. I could write it down and reveal it to you like a magician. But who do <laughs> you think so well? <laughs> who do you think is the most famous social worker there is? Brené Brown. Yeah, she probably is. I don't think there's anyone more famous than that. Who's our who's our most famous British social worker, do you think? Who do you think is the most recognised figure within social work here in the United Kingdom? I don't know if, I mean, famous in social work circles or famous within the public. I think it's really, they're two different things. Because Let's talk about can... social work circles. If you were to, okay. if you were to show some pictures of, uh, of famous social workers or well-known social workers to the average social worker, 
which ones do you think would be most picked out and recognised? I think Eileen Munro would be one of the the, the most famous one. Um, I I hope that people would be able to recognise our chief social workers, Isabel Trowler and Lynn Romeo. Um, possibly, possibly not. Um, Alexis J, she's she's very well known, isn't she, from her work for the, the child sexual exploitation um, and the Rotherham abuse scandal that she uncovered. Yeah, I think they're probably our, our most famous social workers. Is, have I missed anyone? I think you're bang on the money there. I, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I might say Ruth Allen, chief exec of Basworm, um, because Ruth is quite often on the national news when there is when there is a, a call for social workers to comment on something, it tends to be Ruth. You could also add in the head, the, well, the chair of the social work union, John McGowan, potentially. But outside of that, I mean, the point I'm getting at is, do we have any celebrity social workers is kind of what I'm getting at. Do we have anybody who is a kind of celebrity social worker who we can all look to and go, oh, they're, they're a famous social worker. Do we have anyone like that? We, you know, we, we've got Brené Brown internationally, and, you know, we've got her. So I think she's from Texas, isn't she? So Americans yeah. have got Brené Brown. Do we need more social work celebrities? Do we need a British social work celebrity? Are you up for the job, Tilly, is what I'm getting at? <laughs> no, I am not up for the job. I don't mind being known in social work circles, but I wouldn't want to be a, a celebrity. Um Probably now, Sanam from Love Island would be Good one point. of the most famous. Uh, I think she'd probably, as of last week, now top the list for, for Britain. That's a very fair point. She probably will. I bet, <laughs> I bet if you were to type in social work celebrity, yeah, she probably would. She probably would go number one, given given the popularity of Love Island. Do you think do you think we could tempt her back in with a lucrative offer? You, you know how like sometimes local authorities will get like a consultant in? And like we'll get like a famous consultant in, or like we'll get like a lecturer or an author to come and do some like work for them, like a, almost like a footballer, like Newcastle United signing a new striker. Do you think? Uh, do you think a local authority out there might say, "Do you know what? We're gonna we're gonna tempt Sanam with a six figure deal. She might not be getting a deal with Pretty Pretty Little Thing. Is it Pretty Little Thing? The, the, I don't know. That's a fashion brand. I think it's called fashion Pretty Little brand. Thing. Fashion brand, yeah. Fashion yeah. brand. That's what usually signs them up, sign up like Molly Bear, don't they? So she might not be getting a, a deal with a fast fashion company, but you might have a, you might have a bidding war. You might have a bidding war between neighbour and local authorities who, you know, they're going to up the price because they want Sanam to be there poster girl they want Sanam back on the front line galvanizing the troops with her uh, fashion and uh, celebrity status do you think we could do that do you think we could you know pull her back into the field well given the negativity that we've seen on some of the social media posts around Sanam and her her, her stint on Love Island I think that would be really <laughs> difficult with just a backlash from our fellow social point. workers I think there'd be mutiny. Um, people would be questioning whether the, the local authority is mis misappropriating public funds. And um, yeah, I, I can't see that that's going to be uh, something that's going to happen. No, no. But do, do you think we need that? I mean, do you think we need... We've spoken about role models before, haven't we? We've spoken about the need for role models in social work, you and I. Do you think we, we need role models, like very well-known figures that are like... I want to be as good a social worker as them. Do do we think we need national national figures like that who can who can almost be best practice? Because 
if you think of what we've talked about then, we've just said, well, who are the most famous social workers we can list? And we're obviously based here in the UK, so we've listed people in the UK. I imagine our American listeners and those in Australia, South Africa, Canada, Europe, Ireland, and so on, where we have a lot of listeners from. I imagine you guys who are listening probably can think of similar people in your respective countries, famous lecturers, researchers, people like that. I wonder, though, do we not need frontline practicing social workers who are more well-known so we can learn from the example and from the best practice of people still doing the job, or perhaps even better, give Isabel Trailer a caseload. She said, you know what, Isabel, you're our chief social worker. Go and show us how good you are. Let's get you back in the field, show us how you do an assessment. Wouldn't that be good to see? Well, wasn't that the idea of the principal social workers? Oh, yeah, but do any of them do it? Come on. That was the idea. But no, the problem problem with the principal social work role was the role was created as part of Munro's review without any, I think it was Munro's review that brought it in, wasn't it? Maybe it wasn't because it was adults as well. Um. I certainly remember it. Child focused. Yeah, I think I, I remember it coming in around that time. It was. I, yeah, I think I it was, was still in childcare at that time. But. Yeah, I think it was. I think well, I, I was just starting out. So I think it was as mooted as part of that review, but they also bought in for adults as well. The issue with that role, though, is it was it was you know, dreamed up. It's a good role, don't get me wrong, but it was dreamed up as part of the review, and it was implemented in local authorities. And what I found, Tilly is local authorities don't know what the principal social work role is. Every local authority I've worked in, the principal social worker does something slightly different, and none of them hold cases. No, no, they don't. It's a very, I think it's one of the most difficult roles to be in because you're like trying to tread the the line between being a strategic social worker yeah. um, and being in a corporate senior leadership team. I think yeah. it's it's really hard, really hard job. But if if... Those roles had have been what they should have been, which is a leading example and a shining light of best practice. That would have worked ideally. But I think because they've sat in the upper echelons of management within local authorities, the upper echelons of management haven't really known how to utilise them as they should. And they've taken advantage of having someone at that level to share the burden of senior management. Is that a fair reflection? Yeah, I think that's true across many, many local authorities. Let's finish on this one then. If we haven't got any social work celebrities, apart from Brené Brown and hopefully Sanam, when we pull her back in, get tempted back with us, let's, let's start a crowdfunder. Let's start, let's start a crowdfunder, you know, get Sanam back into social work. We'll wait till the stars fall and we'll get her on the podcast in a year's time. We're like, well, Sanam, you know, got a job offer for you. We'll, we'll speak to her. We'll speak to her off air and tempt her with that. We'll say, well, we've been fundraising and we'll want you back. Um, what celebrities would make the best social workers? If you could pick two celebrities, one for adults, one for children, uh, which would make the best social workers and why? Let's start off with adults. Let's pick our adults one each. Which celebrity, any celebrity in the world, would you like to join you in the field of adult social work and why? Oh, no, you really caught me off guard with this question because I, I had one name in mind, but she would be children's well, good, good work you've already got one answer then excellent <laughs> yeah michelle obama oh i think she don't spoil it hold the line don't spoil it she's oh, well, for children you've, yeah you've, she's for children don't spoil I'm, I'm doing that first pretend I... you haven't heard that we're going to talk about all right let's go with children's first right okay tilly 
yeah, we'll go with you. Give, give me some thinking time because uh, whilst I'm talking, I'll be thinking about who I've instantly forgotten right. every name. So of Michelle Obama, children's social work. You want Michelle Obama. Why do you want Michelle Obama to be allocated 35 cases, all in court proceedings? Shoot. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't want that. wouldn't want to wish that on anyone, to be honest. But um, I think she's just so graceful and she's got that really caring persona about her. She really cares deeply about children's health and education issues. Um, whenever I've listened to like her audio book or her podcast that she's done, she just has that natural ability to communicate with people no matter what their backgrounds are and draws out their story so I think she'd be a really understanding person a really empathetic person um and and she'd be so calm and collected if there was any crisis I can just imagine her walking into the office being soothing giving people words of advice I just I think she'd be brilliant excellent choice Tilly excellent choice um with children, I knew what I so with children, you, you, for me, I'd want someone that was really, really good with children and really, really good with teens. And I am thinking, I was going to go with Joe Wicks. I was going to go with Joe Wicks, but I'm not sure how many of our American audience know who he is. So I might have to explain him a little bit. There's two reasons why I'm going to go with Joe Wicks. Firstly, He's really great with kids, you know, in terms of when you look at, you know, all his work that he does with school to get children active, to get children moving. He did excellent work in lockdown when he did his free, you know, um, broadcasts for, you know, get active with Joe and do the PE with Joe. Every morning he was doing workouts for family to join in and they were massively popular. He had millions of people tuning in. Not only do I think he's excellent with children, he's got that real drive to want to help children be healthier and happier. His mother was a social worker. Now, I didn't include her in my article for the same reason why I've said there. I'm not really sure how many of our American audience would know about him. That's why I didn't include people like um, Idris Elba, although probably a lot of our American audience will know who Idris Elba is because he's starred in a lot of blockbuster movies. Um, so you've got Idris Elba, Joe Brand and Joe Wicks, who also could have been in my article about um, being the children of social workers. But yeah. As a child protection social worker, as a children's social worker, I think it's very important to have somebody who has got a real drive, has got energy, who really cares about children, who's committed, good, outgoing, friendly personalities. So I'm going to go with Joe Wicks. That's who I'm going to pick, Tilly. Right. Whilst you've been thinking about that, who's going to be adult social worker and why? Well, I've just been doing a little bit of thinking um, and I don't know. I, I apologise to the international listeners because people might not know who she is. But Vicky McClure, um, she's an English actress who is best known for her role in Line of Duty, um, which is a very, very popular um, dr um, police drama in the in the UK. Um, she has done a lot of work with the Alzheimer's Society and she did the Our Dementia Choir um, a few years ago and she's just got that really knowledgeable personal experience. I think her um, a family member was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and, and she's really passionate about supporting people with dementia. So I think she would be a good one um, to have in our social work repertoire. Nice. Excellent choice. Um, I'm going to go with Miley Cyrus. Oh, I love Miley Cyrus. Why? I, I've got a feeling that Miley Cyrus would be an excellent social worker for adults with learning disabilities. Yeah, I could see that. I think she's yeah. got 
I think she's just got that vibe about her where she's like really caring and she's really committed. And I, I just think she would suit that role well. I, I, I sometimes see like, I'm probably going to offend you and half of our audience here, Tilly, but I'm going to go with it anyway, because you know me, I don't, I don't pull my punches. Um, you sometimes get quirky adult social workers, don't you? I think you get more quirky characters in adult social work than you do in children's social work. Is, is, my, is that a fair reflection or have I got that wildly wrong? I think that it could almost be the other way around. I've met more quirky children social uh, workers than uh, I have adults. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a fair point. I mean, I, I have come across some adult social workers who are very unique. I mean, we're all unique, but um, yeah, I think they have a, a different outlook perhaps on life. Um, yeah, I, I can see Miley Cyrus being a good social worker. I kind of think I get that that empathy vibe from her. I yeah. think she's um. Yeah, I can imagine she being quite calm and soothing and just sitting down with someone, listening to their story and being really kind of just caring and, and calm about it. So the other reason I picked her is she does she does loads and loads of work with the LGBTQ community. Um, years ago, she set up like a foundation to help homeless young people. And um, I mean, say young people, like young adults, singer, young people who... Um, you know, we're in vulnerable groups, and uh, yeah, I um, I think I think she does a lot. She she does a lot of um, philanthropic work, and I I just think she's got a vibe to her for whatever reason. When I was thinking this through, I thought, you know what, Miley Cyrus, I'm going to allocate you to adults, and uh, Joe Wicks, you know, going in children's social work. I've got the energy as well. The other reason why I went for them both is high energy levels. High, I'm thinking about them like almost like a a thoroughbred racehorse or an athlete. You know, these are these are young, fit people who've got high energy levels. And I think you need that. You know, I think you need that. As well as the care inside, I think you've got to have stamina. Got to have stamina. And let's not offend all of our older, more mature social workers out there listening. Um, including me. I'm an older, more mature social worker, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, their energy and vibe, um, that high energy level. I think you could you could you could work Miley and join to the ground. I mean, they're probably especially Miley Cyrus. She's pretty used to it. I mean, the stamina to be on tour, uh, exactly. working all hours of the day. Yeah, I think there's there's some parallels between pop culture and social work. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna start running. I'm gonna run yeah. my celebrity social work team like a like a unit in the army. Every morning we'll have Joe Wicks doing the bleep test. Every morning we'll be out there. We'll be ship shape. You know, we'll be doing fitness with Joe every morning. Um, I would say I would say the office parties, the nights out with Miley would be interesting, but I think she's gone teetotal. She's knocked that wild party on the head, hasn't she? Yeah, I think um, she, her Disney image and, and her fall from Disney, I think, was probably massively exacerbated by the media. I, no, think. I, th- I think she's clean living now. I think she's clean yeah. living. So um, yeah. we'll be on the we'll be on the kale smoothies. Me, Joe, and Miley will be on you the kale smoothies perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, you would. You'd be on the coconut water and the paleo diet. And uh, as I was, uh, you know, allocating them cases left, right and centre. What a dream. What a dream that would be for me. And there would be you with Vicky McClure is an excellent choice, by the way. And there would be you with Vicky and Michelle. Um, who would be the highest performing team? Let's wonder. I wonder where the KPI results came through. 
I don't know. I think, I I think they're quite evenly. Mm, I think they're quite evenly matched. I mean, Michelle Obama, the pressure that she's been under when she's been True. in the White House. She's she's used to working under it to a tight deadline. Um, I don't know about Vicky. She might be a bit slower with her casework. I can imagine. I think she'd be one of those really careful social workers who just needs to get everything perfect and and all lined up first before they're able to move on. Um, I'd have to uh, be. Making sure she's meeting her targets. Michelle Obama's court work would be exceptional, wouldn't it? Like her oh, court would work be. would be unbelievable. I mean, she yeah. was a, a lawyer, wasn't she? Exactly. Um, before. Exactly. So, yeah, she'd be your go-to expert. I could just imagine her. She'd be a guardian. Involved. I think uh, I think she'd end up leaving you and going to work for Kafka as a guardian. I think she'd end up you know, being poached. Yeah, or just leaving local authority social work in general and going to the independent and voluntary sector, I think. Yeah, 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 definitely, mm. definitely. I like this. We could build up a whole team, but alas, we don't have time. We'll maybe do that on another show. We'll build up a team like, uh, you know, like picking... Do you remember at school when you used to play football or netball around us and you'd line up against the wall, you'd pick them one by one? Maybe we'll do that on a show in future. I'll give you, I'll give you a list of 20 social workers, uh, 20 celebrities, Tilly, and one by one, we've got to pick them. We've got to decide who's <laughs> going to have which and why. Who's going to go first? We'll flip a coin. And then we'll end up with our dream team of social workers. I wonder who'll be left last. Let's see. You up for doing that sometime? I am, actually. That sounds like really good fun. Is that role play we're allowed to do then? Because that's Yeah, like, that, know, that's... that's acceptable role play. I don't mind that kind of role play. When it, I think we've got two weeks till our next role play is allowed, or maybe is it one? I'll have to check my diary. I'll have to check two. my. I'll have, have to check my diary to see when my next our next role play session is booked in. On that note, listeners, thank you ever so much, as always, for your reviews, your subscriptions, your likes, your follows, and your comments. Particular thanks once again to Jessica H. One five one one. I am looking forward to our next date, Jessica. Um. I'll not bring Tilly along. Maybe we'll just be me and you next time, okay, Jessica? Tilly's a bit of a, I don't know, she's a bit of a drag, isn't she? She's always, like, hanging around like a gooseberry, ruining things between me and you, Jessica. Third wheel, definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Um, On that note, listeners, as always, thank you ever so much. We'll be back next week, potentially with... Picking a team of 20 social workers. Who do you want? Get your celebrities into us. If you're up for that, yeah, listeners, here we go. Listeners, especially including you, Jessica H., drop me a message or a comment. Uh, Find me uh, via the social work world or social work news, social media channels. Drop us a message with your famous celebrities who you would like to be social workers. We'll pick 20. And next week on the show, me and Tilly will decide who we're going to have. You up for that, Tilly? I am. I'm excited about that. Excellent. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.